This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. Welcome to the Ailen Vale podcast. It's Saturday the 23rd of April. It's half seven at night. Happy St. George's Day, everyone. Um, I'm joined by Johnny and Big Phil, and we're going to review the Bristol Rovers game. And we're going to get it done in an hour because I've got an airport run. So if we're quick, we do apologise. We've got an hour to do it. Happy St. George's Day, guys. And Johnny, coming to you first. Big win yesterday, so next season we can pretty much guarantee that we will be defending our trophy as the best podcast in League One. Yeah, that, that's it, isn't it? I think, um, first of all, it's Sunday, not Saturday. Correct. So just, just in case you were testing anyone. Yeah, correct. Um, and yeah, secondly, I think Baggers put on last night that all 10 results need to go against us to get, go down. So yeah. we need to lose both games, which is possible. Uh, but we need Cambridge, Milton Keynes and Nacrington, I think it was, to, to win to win their remaining ones. Which, yeah. obviously... Quite a big, quite a big ask, shall we say? Yeah, I think the gods would have to be against us massively for that to happen. Yeah, you, well, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think I think if if all of them win the next couple, because I think there's maybe a few midweek games knocking around here and there now. Um, you kind of just hold hands up and say maybe maybe it wasn't to be, but yeah, hopefully we'll be defending our podcast next season. Yeah, it looks that way. And big Phil. Yesterday, everyone put a shift in and got the result that we deserved over the 90 minutes. Yeah, definitely, 100%. And I was full of relief, really, regarding two things when the game was progressing. One, I've got to thank Bristol Rovers for two things. One, playing in flip-flops. That's a side that was definitely on the beach and and playing an end-of-season game without a shadow of a doubt. Because like second half, when, when they changed it round at half an hour ago and we were 2-0 up, 
who were defending deeper and deeper. And they brought Marquis, Evans and Anderson on to go with Coburn and Collins. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, here we go. It's going to be like the Alimo. And it wasn't. When, when they were going out for throws, they were taking the time. I thought, this is brilliant. Well, they're playing for us. And the other thing I've got to thank them for is uh, probably one of the top three goalkeepers that they've got, Belshaw, they decided to put him on the bench and put a 19-year-old lad in that ward on uh, for his debut. So uh, thanks very much, Bristol Rovers. Uh, no problem at all. I'll be sending him a Christmas card. Yeah, and I think it is fair to say, for me, there was nine Bristol Rovers players on the beach. But let's not take anything away from Vale because you can only be what's in front of you on the day. No, not, not in the slightest. At the end of the day, they, they carried on. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't meaning that sort of like... No, I know you weren't. I'm just... Was, other people will be going, oh, we only won because Bristol yeah. were on the beach. We, did, we didn't. We, we, we got the same intensity and the same effort as we put in on Tuesday night. And it, and it was good to see us putting two games back-to-back like that. And uh, when, when you look at it now, from what I can sort of gather... Uh, I think Accrington are out of it because they've got 38 points and they've only got three games left, so they can only get 47. It's only really Cambridge out of the bottom four who can catch us. Uh, and that's if the goal difference goes against us because we've nine points in front of them and we've got a nine nine goal difference advantage. So they, they've got they've got to win them all well and we've got to, we've got to get pumped by uh, both Plymouth and Charlton. So apart from that, and it'll be it'll be done and dusted, I think, on Tuesday night because there's a derby, Oxford. Uh, play Cheltenham, uh, Cheltenham. Ah. and so if Oxford don't win that game or even draw that game they've got to win that game they won't be able to catch us so that'll be four teams and that'll be it done and dusted yeah I think all the sides have got win them all as Johnny said earlier so we're done and dusted I think that and as I said Johnny Bristol Rovers looked on the beach the only two players that looked like they could be asked to me from a Bristol Rovers perspective was the little number six in midfield who I'd like the look of and Gibbo was giving it all, and great to see Gibbo back at Vale Park, and unfortunately, some small, mindless morons decided to be with Yeah, I think that Scott, um, it was Finney, Finley, I think, or Finney, that was, he was the first-time captain, in, and I think he's a hometown lad from having seen some of the bits and pieces, so obviously that captaincy and whatnot meant a bit more to him than it might do uh, an average Joe, shall we say. Um, and yeah, Gibbo, Gibbo was Gibbo, wasn't he? But he just wasn't very good. So I don't. I, I thought he was one of their better players. To be fair, he went in for that tackle with Willow, and Willow didn't fancy it. Got out of the way, and good tackle from Gibbo. And yeah, a couple of misplaced passes, but we always know you can get that from Gibbo. And I know I'm a massive Gibbo fan. I still have him back in orbit. I think if you if you're having that Gibbo back, then then it's then we're at a worry. We we we've slated Lewis Cass for performances better than that. Do you think? I think you've been overly harsh. I don't think he was out by the people around him yesterday. Well, do you not think? Well, for the first for the first goal, he was nowhere near Harrison, and that he was marking him. And for the second one, Harrison just bullies him. So, I, I think. If our if our centre half had had an hand in two goals like that, you'd be hammering them. Maybe I've got Gibbo tinted glasses on. I love Gibbo, and I'd, I'd have him back in our. But there we go. Let's get on to it because, as I said, we've only got an hour because I need to go to the airport. So, Johnny, before the game, you messaged me, and you said, "I can find it." OK, 11, but I don't like 3-4-3. Good, strong bench. Harsh on Planty and Conlon has both had really good games Tuesday. Big one for Willow and Massey out wide. 
Yeah. Not what really to that, is it? No, I think I think based based on that, I think I still think it was harsh on Willow uh, on Planty and Conlon. I thought both of them had really good games Tuesday, and if you're having them games versus champions elect in my eyes, you deserve to be played in the next game. And that, after watching the game, I could see what Ojo especially brought in, and and Pat obviously scored the goal, so you can't really you can't really question it, can you? But I still think that both would have sat there being a bit hard done by, maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, I think that's that's fair. And yeah, I think frustration, frustratingly, Massey, Massey picked up, but I think that's the last we'll see of Willow at Vale Park. Yes, we're going to get on to that when we get to Willow, so we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Big Phil, you said, would have played Butterworth and Taylor instead of Massey and Wilson. More wood into the system of 3-4-3, which rarely has worked previously. Big game for Massey, need the same effort and energy as Tuesday. So both of you are a little bit concerned about the 3-4-3 before kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, right. Sorry, sorry, John. No, I was just about to say, I, I, think, I think it's fair to say that most Vale fans have been concerned about the 3-4-3, so it's no surprise. But Yeah. Go on, Big Phil. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I don't want to see that system going forward with those players. But if, if Crosby does get made the manager in the summer, obviously, if he's going to play that system, he'll be able to bring players in who are better suited to it. Uh, I think, he, given their lack of effort yesterday... I think it looked looked better than he he could have done, and uh, I thought the team he played for that was probably the best one to suit that system. So yeah, yeah, that's. I don't mind that system when Ben Garrity isn't fit. I think when Ben Garrity's fit because you want Ben Garrity in your eleven, I prefer the five three two three five two, however you want to call it, because that gets the best out of Garrity. When he's not there, at the moment, I'm not quite sure we've got the right player to play where Garrity does when it's not Garrity. I know you could look at Butterworth, you could look at Politic, you could look at Willow. I don't think we get the same out of any of them as we do Ben Garrity when he plays there. So I don't mind that formation without Ben Garrity. If Ben Garrity's playing, I prefer the three in midfield. Does that make sense? I can't yeah. see any of you because my computer isn't working right. So. Brill, right. Johnny, carry on your marks for Crosby. Yeah, I think... I think... Seven out of ten for Crosby. I think, like like we've alluded to, they were on the beach, so it helps. I think he made the right eleven choice based on performances. So even even if it was a bit harsh on, I say, on on Conlon and Planty, the the two that have came in have have actually gone. Well, this is why I've been brought in, um, and. Subs kind of pretty much made themselves almost. Um, it didn't help. We've lost three lads to injury, which hopefully isn't too serious. But yeah, subs picked themselves. <laughs> and we go from there now, don't we? Yeah, fair enough. Anything to add to that, Big Phil? No, very similar. He, he, the subs did sort of like pit themselves with, with Harrison going off, Wilson going off, Warrell going off. But I thought he brought the right players on at the right time. And I'm really, I'm glad we won yesterday because if you think about it, with sort of, I can't see them three players who went off injured. I can't see them being fit for the two games. So with them gone, it would have been sort of like squeaky bum time if we'd have needed any more points. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And before we go on to the players, Johnny Refwatch. Um, yes, we've got a new sponsor. Yeah, we have. So, um, 
I should have really got this ready, shouldn't I? You know? Should should have done. Give me a minute. Go on. Um, yeah, so repair-glasses.co.uk is now sponsoring Ref Watch and on the preview they'll be sponsoring who the referee is. So if you need any carry out same day repairs to all makes of glasses and sunglasses, local business, Vale fan, so if you can, if you've um, sat on your sunglasses this week because of the weather being so shit, um, and you need them repairing, then get down to them. Yep, repair-glasses.co.uk. That's the one. That's the one. Get over there. And on repairglasses.co.uk, I thought yesterday's ref, Sonny, he didn't need his glasses repaired. We've had him twice, and I think both times he's been a very good ref. I give him 8 out of 10. At the start of the game, I thought he's a bit picky here, but all we ask from referees is consistency, and he give it both ways. So you can't argue with that. As the game went on, he let things flow a bit more. And there was times where Bristol players were throwing themselves to the ground, pretending they'd been fouled. And he just said, get up. And they did, because they knew they weren't going to give it. Give a couple of soft fouls to them near the end. But overall, I thought he had a cracking game. And and I've no complaints if he refters every week. No, and do you want to tell you what impressed me? He didn't buy the one towards the end where Proctor kind of, from, from my side, it looks like Proctor nailed him, but obviously didn't touch him. And we're probably yeah. you know, on a booking there, lad throws himself to the ground, rolling around like he'd been shot, and he just didn't bite. And yeah. how many times have we seen refs go and and say that's an easy second yellow? Yeah. No, they have. They have. I, I'd like to say I'd have no complaints with them every week. We've had him twice now, and both times he's had really good games and doesn't really stand for much time wasting either. No, and the only thing I don't like is it was the line the liner on our side. Didn't really seem like he wanted to make a decision, but a lot of that's modern linesmen. A lot of them, to be fair to them, they're marked up and a lot of the stuff they do is verbally, which I don't agree with. It doesn't help the crowd that are there to see what they're doing. Yeah, but it was the, it was a couple of throw-ins, especially the first half, where I think both of them just stared at each other for a couple of minutes as if to say, one of you going to do something here? Yes. And, 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 and in all fairness, most referees before the game, when they give their pre-match talk, will say to the liners, plenty of eye contact, look at me. If you're not sure, look at me. I'll take the decision. I'll take the flak. Yeah. So I'll give the liners some leeway there. Fair one, but... But yeah, yeah if, if he if knows, got, he should be up. Yeah, and if we've got him every week, you're, you're happy, aren't you? Yeah. Like he's consistency. And he's going to make a mistake in one game that he refs us, guaranteed, yeah. but you can allow that. Of course you can, and he didn't get every decision right yesterday, but no ref's going to. No player gets every decision right over 90 minutes, so don't expect refs to do the same. So, yeah, Big Phil, anything add on the referee? No, I thought, I, thought he, I thought he was quite comical on the first half, especially the first throw-in. He did literally wait for each other, and I didn't think anybody was going to make a decision at one stage. It went on that long. And then, and then eventually made one, and he probably got the wrong. He probably got the wrong one. He made it at that time. Then he did it later on. So, yeah, I, th- I thought he, the level of refereeing, as we've seen this season, has been awful. So he he, he was better than that. And he, yeah. he, he he was one of the better ones we've had down there. To be fair. Yeah, I think he'll be in the championship very very soon. That's he's, he's, he's head and shoulders above his dad already. Yes, I'm head and shoulders above his dad. <laughs> But yeah, let's move on to the players. So starting with you, Johnny, in goal, number one, another clean sheet, Aidan Stone. 
Um, six for Stoney. Did his job. Couple couple of times he came out and swept up. And oh, before you carry on, wait a minute. I haven't done the stats. So stats. They are one two nil. In case anyone didn't know, but why would you be listening if you didn't know? Uh, goals from Alice Addison on twenty two. Tom Pet on twenty nine. Possession. This surprises me. Thirty five percent Bale, sixty five Bristol. And I know they had a lot of the ball and didn't do a lot with it, but I didn't realise it was sixty five percent of the ball. Total shots, 11 for Vale, 9 for Bristol. On target, 5 for Vale and none for the gas, so they didn't have a shot on target. Uh, corners, 5 for Vale, 6 for Bristol Rovers. So there's your stats. Carry on with Aidan Stone, Johnny. Yeah, um, I say, I think Stone was Stone was sound. What I really loved was that header in the first half because he, he came out and he made his decision and he just came and did it. It's like... You can't criticise someone for making a decision and following through it. If he stutters there, they're through, and it's either a red card because he takes him out, or it's a goal, isn't it? But he's come, he's made his decision, got a great head on it, and we we reset. I think it's no coincidence that he's now having a run of games, having a run of games with the same three, four, five even in front of him, and we're seeing performances improve we're conceding less shots um which is always helpful so i i like him as a keeper i think he's still two years probably short of a league one keeper but even then that makes him what 20 23 24 yeah. so he got a great he's got he's got a good career out of him in in the football league um it just depends on what he wants now having six months behind him and what we want to do. Yeah, definitely. Big Phil? Yeah, I thought he had one of his more composed games. I thought, I thought his distribution was good. Like yesterday, that header was fantastic. Like I say, he sort of went through with it. Cracking header. And his anticipation all game was good. I think second half, I think that Coburn was going through. And he, and he, he, he spotted the danger really early. Got out and, and kicked it away. And I think there was one first half as well. A ball was played to him. And he's brilliant at that. When he gets balls fizzed at him, his control's fantastic. I think he's just he, he could be just as good a centre-half as goalkeeper at the moment, to be fair. That is said, Tom Vinci. Uh, but I, th- I thought he had, a, he, had, he had a good game, solid game yesterday, without having to save anything. But what he had to do, he caught well. He caught from the crosses. So, yeah, a good game for Stone yesterday. Yeah, I, I'm with you both, and you've both stole my thunder, because in my head I was going to talk about the header in the first half and the start of the second half where they come out and kicked it away. And for those that keep throwing shot saves percentages at him and that, the reason that he hasn't had a shot to save yesterday is because of them two instances. If he hasn't come out and made his decision early, done what he needed to do, and I'll be honest, that's above League One standard for me to read that, come out and do that as well as he did. They're having at least two shots on targets and the two good opportunities. But Stoney's cut them out before they've even got to a shot. And his distribution was fantastic. I know he hasn't had a shot saved, Johnny, but I think you're arsed with only a six yesterday. I thought his overall reading of the game, anticipation, handling was fantastic. And Aiden Stone yesterday looked like a League One goalie to me. Yeah, and, you, you're probably right. Do you know what I mean? I, I've, I've probably given sevens to outfield players for having games where they've, they've shone a little bit without doing anything overly amazing. So you, you're probably right there. Probably should be a seven. There we are, Aid. I've just got you another mark. That's yeah, a seven. He'll sleep better tonight. Now he knows that. He will. 
Big Phil, right to the back three. Sponsors man of the match. And I'll be honest, between us, we could quite easily have three different man of the matches and we'd all be right. But my man of the match as well, Will Forrester. Yeah, he had a cracking game again. Uh, really going on from sort of Tuesday night. Uh, his anticipation as well. They had a dangerous corner in the second half. He was the one who anticipated it in the near post and cleared it. Uh, I thought he was composed on the ball again. Uh, yeah, his positioning was good. His reading of the game was good. Solid overall. Yeah, I did well. Johnny? Do you know, it, it comes to something when I actually enjoyed his header back across goal more than I enjoyed Harrison's overhead kick. I was I was sat there when when he when he puts that back across goal, really really excited, because it, that's all you ask for. You, you ask you ask for a player at the back stick to keep it alive if they can't get if they can't get it goal, and he's done that. He's put it in perfectly back where you'd wanted it, and obviously it's in perfect because Harrison's pulled out the spectacular, but it's it, it's just what you want your centre half. Do you want him be at the back stick? You, you want him getting getting the ball across back to the other players. So I thought that and was on fad- that, Johnny, before you give him a mark, because this might talk him up a mark as well, let's not forget how involved he was for the second goal with the overlapping run from Wazza, holds the ball up, lays it back to Wazza, who then gets the crosser. Yeah, and, and I was uh, like, it's just, for, for me, offensively, he's, he's, he, it's probably his best game he's had since sort of Cambridge away when he was really good offensively. Defensively, I think it was the best game he's had. <coughs> I think, for me, he, he, like Phil just said, he read the ball. He come out come out early, won them free, first post flick-ons to, to get rid of it. He was strong, he was composed, and he put in a decent tackle in the second half as well, which just keeps everything ticking along. If you know you can trust your defence, him and Waz worked hard together and worked well. He, he linked up with Ojo a few times as well by taking the pressure off and giving Ojo that, that ball to play to him, go and move five yards further forward to get it back. And I just think we, we felt like we'd worked on the triangles between Warrell, Ojo and Forrester. And it, for me, it worked really well. So I was really happy. He's my man in the match as well. He's, he's, one, of, he's one of two. Um, it would be three with Harrison, but... Unfortunately, he wasn't on for much long, much longer than him being involved in two goals. But yeah, sol- solid eight out of ten for for Will. Yeah, with you, with you. Um, moving on, Johnny in the middle, out smudgy. That's the Nathan Smith you like. Like he was confident. He he won. He's won his battles. He won his headers really well. That lad is a lad from Middlesbrough Academy. He's yeah, 20, Josh yeah, that's the one. He's 20 years old. He scored nine goals for him this season. And Smithy's made him look bang average. To and the he bullied our defence at their place. Yeah, I was just about to say that. To the point, though, where Stu's saying that, that the lad looks awful. And if you look, I know football's played on grass, not on stats. But you look at his stats, you'd probably be saying, well, Middlesbrough will be looking for him to go, go to a... Huddersfield type next season, someone that's going to be top end of League One, wouldn't you? One and three for a striker. So Smithy's done a really good job there. He, he seems to have a turn of pace. Maybe it's his white boots that I moaned at um, Tuesday, but he seems to have a turn of pace about him as well. And yeah, he was just 
a, a good, strong Nathan Smith performance. Really happy with it. In a, a solid seven. Yep, and any Huddersfield Town fans listening, I know you're outside the drop zone at the moment, but Johnny obviously fancies you for the relegation spot. <laughs> Big Phil, smudgy. Yeah, typical Nathan Smith performance. And I was worried, like I said on the preview, that Coburn, when I've seen him play, he's an handful, he is, and he has got talent. And so, like yesterday before the game, I thought he was one of their danger men. But Smudge just nullified him totally. And to the degree whereby he was trying to do everything, get away from him, he was dropping deep, he was doing everything. But he had him in his pocket, Smith, he did. And so, brilliant. I mean, he was more composed on the ball than he was on Tuesday. And uh, ready well. Yeah, top class for me. Yeah, with you both on Smudge, get him a new contract. Go on, Johnny, we'd about had something then. No. Oh, it sounds as though you were, but obviously I can't see anything. Um, left of the back three then, Big Phil, young Aaron Donnelly. Yeah, he, he was steady. He, he started off, his distribution early doors was awful. He kept clipping them balls into no man's land down the line that he does, and he, he was frustrating. But the, like I say, like I said before, he never hides. Um, his positioning was good. He battled. He won his battles, which was the main thing. He, he defended well, which was the main thing. And the longer the game went on, he seemed to get more composed. So as, as, as per normal, I, th- I thought he, he wasn't quite as good as he was on Tuesday night, but he wasn't far off. Yeah, with you. Johnny? Yeah, do you, do you know what? He, he looked like a 19-year-old learning his trade. He did some things really well. He, you looked at it sometimes and thought, oh, that, that, should, that should and probably could be better. But Nothing disastrous. It seems like he's striking up a good relationship with Benning, which, again, happens when you play together more than 10, 15 minutes here and there, doesn't it? And he just all around looked, looked all right. And we, we know that he struggled against your bigger sides and stuff like that, which, which is fine. He's a, he's a kid, but he's got two games now to probably dictate where his future lies because... Forest don't look like they're in the best of form. Does he feel he can break into that, or is another loan somewhere going to suit him? But yeah, happy, happy is happy, happy-ish with him. Um, I think six just feels about right for him. Yeah, yeah, with you both. And I was going to pick up on the relationship with Benning, but you already have, and it's no surprise to me that now he's got a proper left wing back in who's offering him some cover defensively. We've seen the better of him and he can link up well with him. Uh, from right to left across the midfield then, Johnny, starting with you, only made 53 minutes yesterday. Dave Waddle, is that the last we've seen of him this season? Is that the last we've seen of him at the Vale? I hope it's not the last we've seen of him at the Vale and I hope it's not the last we've seen of him this season, but we, we know we know what Waz does. We, we know what he brings to the table, don't we? And, we know he's a very, very good player. And I think someone on the radio said he looks like he's found an extra half a yard. I don't think it's that. I think he sorted an extra half a yard forward. So he didn't have to find that extra. Um, and as you saw, the ball he put in for the second was was, was a good ball. And I think he put a few few balls in the, in the box beforehand and... It's just what you want from Wazza. You want him getting close, putting balls in the box, and then being da- then then it making it dangerous. So hopefully the injury is not too serious. But um, 
by I think was it did Big Crosby say groin? Was yes. It, yeah, it's groin for him, isn't it? Um, so yeah, hopefully it's not too serious. But <laughs> if it is the last time we see him at Vale Park, then it's a shame because it would have been nice to to be able to say bye. Yeah, uh, properly to him. But yeah, yeah it's so uh, yeah. Set seven for was I thought. It, it it it's the standard for a wing back. That was that sets your standard. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I seriously hope it's not the last time we see him. I, I hope he's here next season. But let's see what happens. Big Phil was he? Yeah, good players are consistent. One of his biggest attributes is his consistency. And I'll be gutted if he goes really, because he's definitely one we want to try and keep. But given that, there'll, there'll be a lot of eyes on him, and there'll be a lot of eyes on them big hitters in the league below. And at the end of the day, you can't begrudge him if somebody comes in, gives him gives him a big contract and so forth. He goes with my best regards. I think he's been fantastic for our football club. I thought yesterday he had a normal Dave Worrell game. Whether he's carrying that injury or not, I don't know. But I can't see us risking him. And I don't want us really risking him, given where we are now. Um, if, if he makes that injury worse for himself moving forward. So, yeah, all the best. And sort of, yeah, I thought he, I thought he was just normal day warriors today, which is consistent and great play. Yeah, with you both. Great performance from typical was uh, didn't get an assist, did he? Because Addison brings it down for the second goal and lays it off. So doesn't get the assist, but it was all down to the ball in. And the only thing that really made me think is this is the last we see of McVale Park is I've watched the pitch side video on YouTube today and it comes out with these three kids. Am I reading too much into that? Probably not. That's probably a good, yeah. But would he know that he wouldn't be here for the Plymouth game? He wouldn't be fit for that. That's another question. I don't yeah. know. He, he wouldn't have known that, would he? So, and fair, even even if he's not fit, you'd expect to see him at the Plymouth game anyway. Yes, yes, you'd expect to see him. And the only thing I ask, if anyone at the club listens to this, which we know some do, some don't. If Dave Waddle is going at the end of the season, please let fans know before the Plymouth game so we can give him a proper send-off. I think that's he deserves that at the absolute minimum because he's been a great servant. And let's hope we're talking prematurely and we're coming out before the Plymouth game was signed up for another 12 months. Yeah, hopefully. But I'll be honest, we're not going to know anything about contracts until after the Plymouth game. So probably, probably treat, treat, treat everything as goodbye and then... If he stays, it's a bonus. But at least, yeah, at least he's he's had his moment to say to to have a thank you. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope he gets that at least. Moving on, then, Big Phil across the midfield. A back in after his suspension. Girls just want to have fun, so. He was my man of the match. He was. I, th- I thought. I thought he 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 was brilliant yesterday. And another one, like, very much like Conlon, when he got sent off. He, he probably got the weight of letting the team down, letting the club down and so forth. And he came back with a bang yesterday. He, he was industrious, never stopped. He showed his quality on the ball. Sort of first half, we had a cracking move, which he, which he had a shot from. And then first half also, he had a cracking chance to score. He went through on the left-hand side. And if he'd have given the goalkeeper the eyes and put it in the near post, I think he'd have scored. But he, he was trying to put it across the area, which would have been a shame because uh, I think that would have been three none at the time. But he was up and down. And, and for me, he was my man of the match. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, he was in contention for me, so I can see why you've gone there. Johnny? Yeah, Funzo was decent, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what you want from him, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think that's it. Like he was up and down. He he's got an energy about him. He's got he's quite infectious in that sort of in that sort of way. Like I've mentioned earlier, he linked up well in that little triangle to get us out of pressure a couple of times, and he's just he looks better in a in a three because he's a bit more free. It's similar to what you said about Garrity, um, but overall, I thought it was a, a really good performance. I can see why you'd give him man of the match as well because I thought he was close. He was very close, but well tipped it um, a little bit for me. But yeah, an eight for Funzo. Happy days. Um, yeah, you know it, it, it's difficult when we've seen a couple of the performances recently. Um, I think Funzo is one of them whose performances have dropped off. Um, we'll talk about another one in a little bit, and maybe another one a bit after that as well. But yeah, it's, hopefully that isn't the case. And similar to you've seen was his kids. It's me thinking. Hang on, where have these players found that extra 30%? Because it's not even an extra 5 10% that you get from a new manager bounce. But, yeah, Funzo was really good. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And then moving on, carpet man, Tom Pett. If you need a new carpet, rug, anything, give Tom a call. But not tomorrow because he's going Benadorm for a week or for at least a few days. So don't give him a call yet, but give Tom a call. Tell him Bezza sent you. Johnny, the captain for the day, goal scorer. According to the Football League, show his first goal for 18 months. Tom Pett. Yeah, he, he mentioned on the, uh, the the official Vale podcast, didn't he, that he hadn't scored this season. He was a bit annoyed by it. Um, you can see why, because he gets himself in chances. And Oxford keeper last week made a cracking save. I said in the pub beforehand to, to Goodwin and J-Mo, um, I said, this has got 3-0 Tom Pett hat trick written all over it. So I was close. He got one. And it was you a good finish. Yeah, I think it was made easier one because their structure was a bit different, and I, I don't really feel like either of the two midfielders, like like Petty's, really good at putting that foot in into winning the ball and then coming away with it. I don't feel like they ever had to do that that often. They drop back. We well, we drop back into shape very quickly. Um, I don't know if you've heard Crosby's interview, but Crosby said that the, the players actually enjoyed that about Tuesday. Mm. So maybe they do like a bit of structure and a bit of knowing what they're supposed to do to the T. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought Pet was brilliant at it. Um, very well taken goal with his weaker foot. Um, and yeah, just quite, kind of like a striker's finish, to, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's probably bottom corner, isn't he? Yeah. So. He's he got in and around. So yes, seven for Petty. I think second half kind of was was very very industrious, but kind of it's the way these games go, don't they? Teams are like teams are on the beach, and then I can't imagine Joey Barton's um, going to allow that for ninety minutes, is he? And that's what we kind of saw in the second half, the, the little rocket. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Did you give him a mark? Yeah, seven. Seven, yep. And go over to YouTube, AB7's YouTube channel. The interviews after the match, Aaron Collins, Gibbo, Pet, and James Plant. And Pet explains his celebration and that he's been taking golf lessons recently. And his golf coach was there. So the celebration was for his golf coach. Big Phil, Tom Pet. 
yeah, he, he was industrious. He, he wasn't one of those games where he, he he needed to really exert himself because, like I say, the tempo of it was so slow at times. And they, they were quite content to play it around at the back and so forth without really, really getting anywhere. But a great goal. It's one of those with his weaker foot. He either swings at it and he, and he goes over the Amel Road end stand or he either flies in the net. And he, luckily for us, he flew in the net. Uh, I thought he didn't look 100% fit, to be fair. I thought sort of where the has had a little niggle or something. But I, I, I didn't think sort of on the ball and so forth. He, he was as good as he, he could have been. But overall, yeah, he had a good game. And I was glad he scored the goal because he, he's deserved that. Because I think through the course of the season, he's hit the bar, at the post. The ones that are against Oxford, he should have scored there. So, yeah, he's been unlucky. Yeah, with you. And it, it, I think they said before Tuesday, he got a bad ankle. So he probably isn't quite 100% on that ankle. And another one who I think maybe this 3-4-3 suited him a bit more to get the goal because he can get forward. He's not just the linchpin in front of the back three. He's got that license to him and Funzo talk to each other one go one stay. So maybe that has something to do with the fact it's his first goal this season, the change in formation. But yeah, took it really well. Great. I love Tom Pett. Everyone knows I do. He's one I'd be keeping for next season. Whether that's as a starter or a squad player, depends who comes in. But I'd definitely be keeping him in a good performance, good captain's performance from the captain on the day. Left wing back, Big Phil. Another one that looks rejuvenated, Mal Benning. Yeah, he's he's coming back, isn't he? Sort of uh, back to the Mal Benning that we know and, and the Mal Benning that we love. I thought he was good yesterday. He, his confidence seemed up. He was marauding down that left flank the best he could. He, he whipped some good balls over. I thought defensively he was fine. Nobody really got around the back of him. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought he, I thought he had a good game. Welcome back, Mal. Yeah, I'm with you, Johnny. It was about this time last year he started playing well again as well, wasn't it? Was. So, um, is that is that the Louis Dodds effect? Maybe, maybe it's the warmer weather. <laughs> maybe it's the warmer weather. Maybe he doesn't so, like the cold. Yeah. To, to, to in all in all fairness to Mal, may, maybe there's there's something more to it. If you get if you get told that you, sh- you shit enough times, you're going to start believing it, aren't you? DC obviously didn't fancy him. We we we're, we've all got eyes. We've all seen that we've had four or five different left wing backs when Mal's been fitting on the bench. So when you're in that position, maybe this change of scenery will do him really good because you might feel like he's got the trust of Crosby. Um, and at the minute, he's repaying him. I think barring the handball on Tuesday, he had a, he had a decent game, and the handball's one of them that's that's harsh. And then yesterday, I think he did everything everything right. Started started off a bit Warsaw Mal with with his with his balls and going in and out of play quite often. But 10, 15 minutes of in, he, he sorted himself out and put in a couple of decent crosses. Um, the only one thing I, I don't want to see is him on corners anymore, um, and that goes for a couple of our players. Um, but yeah, decent performance, solid solid for me, solid, solid six. Um, and it's a it's a good building block for him. Yeah, I'm with you. And then from right to left across the front three, Johnny, you get first digs. New player seems to have come in, Gavin Massey. Yeah, like like I mentioned with Ojo, Massey's one of them players that has frustrated some play some people more than others this season. You you really not taken to him at all. Don't know like, what you're talking about. 
But like I, 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 I've looked at him and gone, Forest Green sticks out massively away from home, where he went on the wing and set up the goal via the the header into the cross into Harrison and Mipo's goal. You, you saw a couple of times start of the season, he was coming off the bench, injecting that bit of pace into it and actually driving at defenders and looking wild. You then saw him get dicked around playing three three different positions, one being centre-forward, which he obviously isn't. And I thought during the spell at centre-forward, whilst whilst he never had a, a, a good game, he never really he never really shirked responsibility. I thought he put effort in and at least tried there. He then went back out wide and looked, looked disinterested again. Whereas yesterday, and from Tuesday actually, and maybe it's a reaction from the fans. Do you know what I mean? On Tuesday, maybe seeing when he got clapped off, maybe he thought, do you know what? This is fucking easy to get around with a pause and not have people booing me. Because it is. Vale fans are simple creatures in terms of we just want you work hard. If you work hard and, you, and you're not good enough, we're, we're not going to be overly harsh on you. If you if you don't put the effort in, you're gonna get you're gonna get grief. And even if you even if you're a good player, Leon Constantine will tell you scoring thirty goals is not enough to keep Vale fans off your back if you don't work hard. And yesterday, Massey did that. Massey worked hard. He like you imagine two weeks ago. Massey putting in that ball, which went literally, which he tried to clear the the um, the ammo end with. You imagine him doing that two weeks ago; it would have been horrible for him. But everyone clapped. Everyone was like, "Do you know what, Gav? You've 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 got in the position. You've done well. You you've tried. Well done." Then the the one later in the first half where he does brilliant closing down, goes one on one with the keeper, and he should be shooting, but passes it. It's like. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that's confidence crisis. Maybe who knows? But you should he should be shooting there. But he was brilliant yesterday. And what I will say is, it's that performance isn't going to fool me into thinking, my God, Gavin Massey's brilliant. What it is, what it is telling me is, there's a football player in there, and for these next two games, we need to get that out of him and find out. Is it just he enjoys being a winger and that's what he is? He doesn't like playing anywhere else. If so, stroppy teenager, isn't it? And we we don't really want that from an experienced pro. But I thought, I thought he was excellent yesterday and really put himself about and worked hard. And he, he's probably the one that deserved a goal yesterday. So eight, eight for Massey, but it's a bit, little bit frustrating. Yeah, I'm with you. He was second for me and man of the match because of his work rate, his efforts. And if you'd have said to me two weeks ago, he'll be chasing all three defenders down on one move. And he did, if you remember, when they played it across yeah. the back three and he chased them all down, I'd have laughed at you. And he, and he chased them. And he nearly got and he got a standing ovation for that. Because yeah. that's what we want from him. Chase the ball down, run your arse off, show the fans that you're playing for the shirts. And he did that yesterday. And with you, Johnny, that isn't enough for me to go, God, he needs to be here next season. But if we've found what makes him tick, then who knows? Big fail, Gavin Massey yesterday. Yeah, he, he just continued from Tuesday night. And you stole me thunder there a little bit because he, he typified his performance Tuesday and yesterday with chasing them three defenders down. And he got a standing ovation for it. And when he came off, he got a standing ovation for it. 
I'm like, oh, I, I, you, you couldn't fault his work rate yesterday. Um, apart from that, yeah, yeah, the chance first off where he dilly dallied on it when he was put through. If he'd have squared it for Wilson, Wilson was through one on one, and he, he hit it against the defender and he went back off him and he went, ended up going out for a goal kick. And then he had the other chance in the first half where he was going through and he, he was in two minds what to do and end up doing nothing. And then second half, he was unlucky. He was just offside when he tried to clip it over the goal and I think in the goal in the face. But uh, apart from that, yeah, he, he was everywhere yesterday and he wouldn't have had half the problems he's had uh, with people booing him, people giving opinions of him. If, if he'd have put half that effort in, but the problem being with Gavin Massey, he's only put he's only put ten percent of it in, and so quite rightly he's had his critics this year. But if if he keeps doing that, there's no problems. Yeah, with you on that. And then moving on, we don't normally talk about players that haven't been on the pitch for forty five minutes, but we've got to talk about Alice Addison's performance yesterday, Big Fan. Yeah, he was he was immense, and that, that was partly the reason why I'd have played him and I'd have played Taylor yesterday with them being ex Bristol Rovers. I thought his goal, Mike, where, where did he get that from? Absolutely fantastic he was. He, he caught it sweet as a nut and it flew in the top corner. He was winning headers. He, he was all over the shop. And it was just a shame, really, that he, he got injured when he did. But he he was nice. He, he sort of didn't celebrate the goal, which I thought was a bit of class that he showed. And also when he went off, he clapped their supporters who clapped him back, which I thought that was also class. So, yeah, it was just a shame he had to go off what he did because I could have, I could have seen him getting that trick yesterday if he hadn't. Yeah, he was immense, wasn't he, Johnny? I won't ask you for a rating, Johnny, because he wasn't on the pitch 45 minutes, but let's not downplay the touch for Pet's goal, because if you watch that back, he meant that touch. Oh, yeah, he does. He did, like I said at the start, he absolutely bullies Gibbo just by leaning on him. He puts an arm on him, it means Gibbo can't jump, and he touches it right into Pet's, Pet's path. The, the, first, the first goal was the goal of a, a striker that scored 20 goals this season. Like you don't, you don't do that when you haven't really scored many goals in the last ten, ten or fifteen games, let alone played many games in that sort of period as well. So that was that that was a good good goal to watch, and overall he was he was just he was a nuisance. Um, it's a shame that he's taken that knock. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but, but I think we do look a better team with Alex Harrison on the pitch. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it, it was immense when he was on the pitch. And I have a feeling he'll be under contract for next season. We didn't get told the length of contract. But for me, you don't pay a fee for someone and only give him a one-year contract. So no, I have a feeling he'll be under contract. Yeah, and we just need to get this injury situation sorted with him, don't we? Find out what's what's actually causing him. Because they're, they're, they're all different ones by, by the looks of it from when we're told. But we just need to get that sorted. And I think we'll be good. Yeah, definitely. And then the last one of the starting eleven, Johnny, big James Wilson. I think that's the last we're going to see of him, isn't it? He's... Yesterday was was frustrating for me because he just he didn't he didn't I don't feel what he added to the to that eleven. I think he strolls around a little bit much. He's, I get he's not a winger. But it's it was just an awkward one. He got absolutely hammered early doors. But we've we've mentioned in the group chat today. Why wouldn't you? If if if, a, if you're playing against James Wilson, you know how good of a player he is. Why wouldn't you hammer him when you knew he's made a glass? Like it's 
it's, it's not nice tactic, but we, we've we've all used it. So it was just yeah frustrating. I think for the off there he was on. I thought it was a five. I think I know there's a quality player in there, and we we know that there's a very good good footballer in there, but he just for me didn't seem didn't seem at the races. Like Phil. Yeah, I was disappointed with him yesterday. He really added nothing. Sort of a, a player of that quality. One of the seasons gone on, he hasn't imposed himself on any games whatsoever, and he he did nothing yesterday. And given his given his season and, and the money that he'll be on, he scored four goals. And the problem with him, it isn't just when he gets injured, and it isn't the amount of games that he misses. When he comes back, he takes another four or five games. Get up to get up to hundred percent match fitness, and then by the time he's done that, he gets injured again. So, for me, I'd let him go due to the fact the money that he's on. Uh, we we could use that better and get get somebody in who's 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 going to add more to the team, shall we say? So I was disappointed yesterday. I thought he was awful. Yeah, it's big decision to be made in the summer, and I think every Vale fan, if you can guarantee him. James Wilson, fully fit for 30-plus games, we'd all keep him. But it's a gamble to go for that, and that's one for the director of football to earn his money on this one, I think, Johnny. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, like, I said before, I mean, like, you'd take a downgrade in striker if he played every week. And I think that's, I think that's what we've got to do. I think we've got to take that down, downgrade and it'd be someone like that Sam Smith from Cambridge mm. because he's obviously nowhere near as like he's got, he hasn't got the ability that James Wilson's got, but he's played every game for Cambridge for the past four seasons and scored at least 10 goals. So that's, that's kind of, that's obviously never enough, is it? You want your striker scoring 20, 30, but that for where we're, where, where we're at, that's more than enough to start with. Yeah, big decisions to be had. And lastly, he needs a mark. He'd come on five minutes before half-time, so he's played over 45 minutes. Big Phil, starting with you, big Jamie Procter. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was decent when he came on. He had, he had a bit different than uh, Harry Sneels, the ball looked better. And, yeah, he was getting stuck in, and he was doing his usual moaning thing, and he was ruffling their feathers and so forth. And if that's probably, if that's the last we see of him... He'll be a shame in a way, but with his injury record, he's only scored one goal this season. He, the best he's going to get is a, a pay-and-play deal if, if he's offered anything. So, But yeah, he, he was decent when he came on. He tried, and I thought he, I thought he was all right, to be fair. Johnny? Yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's the thing, isn't it? He, he, he was all right. And that, that, that's how I felt about it. It's like, I moan about it every time he's on the pitch. He doesn't spend enough time in the box. And I think when you're playing that front three, your focal point has got to be in the box. Look at Alice was in the box twice and had an hand in two goals. Like that, I think that's what you've got to do as a striker in, in that situation. Um, but his work rate is great. He really helps the team. And he has got that bit of steel, uh, that bit of... Anger that 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 ability to take take the sting out of it by almost not not getting in a fight with someone, but that tackle he put in for for him getting booked and 
then riling their lad up as well. That's that's kind of the thing that you look at and go, it help it helps the team in that sort of situation because it breaks up momentum and play. And I know that not everyone likes it, but everyone else is doing it, and you're at a disadvantage if you don't. So um, I thought it was an all right performance. Um, similarly, in in the box of others where. Doesn't it's not going to be enough to make me want to keep him at the club, but he also goes with your best wishes because he was fantastic in League Two, and it's just a shame that he can't stay fit because there's obviously a good player in there. It's just how many can you, how many can you carry? Yeah, no. Mark for him because he was on the pitch for five minutes. Yeah, six for Proctor. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, big fella. I think what he does that the other strikers can't and don't do is look after the ball because a couple of times you come into his chest he holds it up takes the pressure off and finds a veil play and he doesn't waste it and everyone knows I love Jamie Proc so I haven't said that on the pod for a while because he hadn't been on the pitch for a while but I love Proc and I'm with you I don't think he stays next season but he goes with my best wishes if he is going and I think if he can get to top end league two club they've got themselves a really good striker there if they can keep him fit but he'll go with my best wishes I, I think Someone like Chesterfield, if they don't come up, might might be might be good for him as well. Yeah, yeah, someone like that. Do we? Yeah. It depends, obviously, how much his insurance, uh, how much of his insurance he can sell to people as well. Yeah, might not yeah. Be football club. Very true, very true. So we've got about five minutes left before we go. Um, get yourselves down Johnny's bars this week. It'll be open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get yourselves in there. Get yourselves a pint. Big Phil, final thoughts on yesterday? Relief more than anything. Uh, I thought it'd be a more difficult game than it was, given sort of their team. And they're a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde side. We, we caught them on the right day, to be fair. Because they, 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 I think they played Sheffield Wednesday in Derby previously and put good performances in. And yesterday, that the, the, they were on the beach. And, he, and you, you could tell, it was brilliant watching them sort of the back keep passing it between them. I thought, oh, this is, this, is, this is fantastic. So, yeah, the main thing was relief. We, we've got those points. We can put the disastrous, disastrous time from January onwards behind us now, and we can clean the slate, and we can look forward to next season, and hopefully it's going to be a lot better. Yeah, big rebuilding job, I think, to do in the summer. Now let's see who goes, who stays, and let's get behind them. Johnny, your final thoughts for League One football next season? Yeah, I think I think you know it's, it's what we needed, wasn't it? We needed that settler. Um, obviously, Barton um, said yesterday he was disappointed by what what they what they did, but they they kind of had the same ambition as us. They wanted to stay in that division. He doesn't want to finish fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth next year. Um, and he's he said any player who might think we're happy with staying up next year will be seriously considering the state of mind if he thinks that's going to be the case when they report back. So I think that's that's where I'm at as well with Barton. Um, I think I wanted to stay up this season. We obviously had that little flirtation with the playoffs that got us all very excited. Um, but we've, we know we've got some quality in this squad. We know with the right additions... We can we could hopefully be looking at a sort of exit or end of the season next year of by by end of it by end of March we're sat here going, This is gonna be boring for the next few weeks. I wonder if 
A another. I'm not going to put any pressure on them because obviously the the youth youth team have had a fantastic year this year with a couple of cup runs and stuff. But A and A youth team player or two we can see for five, six, seven games like we wanted to with Tommy and Ponty this year. Um, so I say League One football, but secured. Um, and let's let's see what the next few games bring now because against the Charlton side that since they got drubbed, it's. <laughs> It's going to be an interesting one. And then Plymouth, the last game of the season, is going to be fucking huge. Yeah, sold out away and already. 4,000 tickets gone. Yeah, that's it. So if Ipswich keep doing what they're doing, we we could um, we could have a hand in the um, it's Devonshire side, are they? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be, is that two in two seasons? We could rob the title off, maybe? Yeah, could be. So... Could be. Or, did you see the banner they're exited uh, yesterday, by the no, way? No. Exeter played Chef Wednesday, didn't they? And yes. They took a they took a banner basically asking for their own players to um phone it in so that <laughs> in the league. So. <coughs> I'm all I'm here for that. I'm all here for that. So yeah, today's been the London Marathon. If anyone's been inspired by them events. Go over to avtiming.com and have a look what races he's got lined up. Get yourself signed up. Get your training in. I'll be looking at another 10K soon, so I'll have a look and get one signed up and let you know where. But until then, we'll be back on Thursday, Johnny. Yeah, Thursday feels about right. Feels about right. We'll be back Thursday. Have a good week, everyone. Relax, smile. League One safety's all but confirmed. We'll be back next season. Get your season tickets renewed now. You know we're in League One. Get the money in the club. Let's get a big plane budget and let's get going next season. But a couple of games to go before then. We'll be back Thursday. Until then, have a good week. Have an ale and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.